The big news from ConnectWise at IT Nation Connect 2023 was around AI, with the launch of ConnectWise Sidekick, an AI bot across the product line. Company CTO Raghu Bonga sat down with me for a discussion about their vision, how they use frameworks, and more during this live conversation recorded during that event. This is a bonus episode of The Business of Tech. Looking to make your monitoring offering premium? A way to differentiate your capabilities? How about being able to see into your clients' IT rooms with thermal imaging with 768 monitoring points combined with ambient temperature and humidity? Live and recorded video with motion detection offering better visibility than being there physically. Sentry from RF Code is the answer. Plug it in, scan the QR code, and you're done. Sentry helps you know about IT issues before your clients do. And listeners get 30% off your order of hardware and service with code MSP Radio on checkout. Visit rfcode.com slash MSP Radio and ensure you're never asked why you didn't know again. Hi, Dave Sobel here with a extra bonus episode of The Business of Tech. I am talking with Raghu Bonda, who from ConnectWise, you are the Chief Technology Officer. And we we're sitting here at IT Nation, and I want to dive into some, some of the stuff that you're up to. But first, I actually want to get a bit of the vision first. Give me, a vision, like, give me your sense of the vision of the technology you're building. Sure. First, uh, first, for, uh, first of all, uh, thanks a lot, uh, Dave, uh, for having me here. So, uh, I think as a vision um, for the ConnectWise as a whole is, is to make MSP's lives better. So, what uh, I mean by that is uh, find, build solutions which can allow them to uh, serve their customers faster, better and more efficiently than today. Uh, to do that, I think we have uh, this year uh, focused on many initiatives which, you're gonna, uh, which uh, you might have seen in the announcements already mainly focused on hyper automation uh, and what is hyper automation right hyper automation is a term uh, which indicates interplay of ai and automation to automate and uh, uh, to perform the task which in past would have taken many hours and many minutes in a couple of seconds so uh, what uh, we at connectwise are uh, doing is we are taking advantage of uh, uh, various techniques. I know we all would have heard about AI and the AI of what it has done in uh, 2022 and 2023. I think uh, we are also on that same uh, journey. We are looking at how we can take advantage of AI. Uh, everything from language models to the uh, generative side of the AI to the inference side of the AI to see how uh, uh, we could look at everything what an MSP does on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, what are the things as a technician do? What are the things as a service manager would do? What would an owner want? And uh, we went persona by persona and looked at what can we do to make them more efficient? Like what are the things what a technician does on a day-to-day -day basis? What are the things we could do? Uh, 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 what, are the, what are the things we can change? What are the solutions we can provide? So which fit into their lifestyle or which fit into their work style uh, uh, and uh, make, them, uh, uh, make them faster, easier and uh, better. 
All right, now I want to dive into some of that AI stuff, but before I do, I have to ask the, the inevitable question. You guys have been working on pulling together a bunch of different technologies over the past few years. Where are we on that journey in terms of pulling all these dis different disparate technologies together? I think the journey has gone very well. I think as you have seen in some of the enhancements and uh, features what we have released uh, at IT Nation, I think we were able to pull in, uh, uh, we built the, uh, I would say the, the, the control plane, the data plane, uh, the domain services, the quarantine services, which allow us to kind of uh, uh, take the repeatable tasks, what MSP does, provide a platform. So uh, what you have seen at, uh, uh, at the IT Nation Connect, you have seen uh, our RMM completely on the platform. Now uh, the PSA has been now released on the platform. So everything what we are doing now, every new solution what we are bringing, we are bringing over the platform. So we have made a lot of progress, but that aside, I think uh, it's a journey. Uh, um, there's always uh, more things we could do better, more things we can improve on. So the journey is uh, still in progress. I would not consider that as journey is done, but it's kind of, uh, but it has been uh, uh, progressing, uh, progressing much more faster than last year and a year before. So because of the fact that we have invested on it for last three years, we have laid out the foundations three years ago, and we are building upon that foundation. So that, now that has provided us acceleration to bring in more and more services into the fold. Okay, implied in the way you were talking about that, there, it feels like there's a rock in your shoe. What's that one thing that's really, that's the, the big thing that you want to overcome on that journey of pulling it all together? Yeah, I think I would say not one, there are many, uh, <laughs> many challenges, uh, as always in uh, any software platform. Anytime you're trying to bring in uh, disparate systems uh, together, uh, you deal with a variety of situations like the data, the data, uh, the databases, the data models, the data stores are different. The way the data is stored is different. The technologies they have used is different. The security models are different. In some cases, the way they have deployed is different. Uh, 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 and where they are deployed is different. Could be multiple clouds, on-premise, you know, uh, uh, variety of uh, uh, variety of uh, uh, scenarios. I think uh, what we have tried to do is uh, we have liked to kind of lay out a uh, a common control plane. We have tried to. Uh, uh, we build reference frameworks based on what technology they are in and what is the target technology. We built a path to easily convert, transition, migrate based on how bad it is to the newer technology stack and to the newer uh, target reference uh, platform. So some cases it is uh, very easy. Some cases it is a lot more challenging, like it might require some refactor, but it's a case-by-case -case decision. So what uh, we have done is uh, when we bring in a new platform, we look at saying that what are the aspects we want to keep, what are the aspects we want to throw away, what are the aspects which are duplicate, what are the aspects we want to refactor, what are the aspects we want to replatform and rehost. Huh? So we look at the six R's and say what is the right uh, strategy for that particular uh, application we are bringing in and uh, uh, adopt that and then bring them over into the platform. So all in all, right, I mean, um, I would want to think that there are uh, one or two uh, scenarios which are unique, but every time we bring in a platform, there are new uh, things we learn and uh, we adapt. And uh, over the time, it has gotten better and better. And uh, now I think uh, we confidently feel that any new, uh, any new product we want to bring into the platform, I think we have a, uh, a playbook of how we want to do that. So let's dive into some of the, the stuff you're doing around artificial intelligence. We were, we were talking before we started recording that it's actually been a less than a year since ChatGPT was kind of escaped or released into the world. Talk to me about the way you're thinking about AI within the platform and within the you know the MSP community. Absolutely, absolutely. So AI, like uh, like uh, like the rest of the industries, definitely has provided us an opportunity to really step back and think how we can take advantage of that for uh, MSPs and our customers. So uh, uh, it, 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 was a, it was an amazing journey. 
So to begin with, uh, right, I think uh, one advantage uh, ConnectWise has is we had a platform already built in. So what uh, we have done is uh, we have decided to bring in AI into it. So our uh, AI uh, is called, our AI platform is called Sidekick. So as part of the Sidekick, uh, I think uh, we, we built a ground up architecture where we can take in any LLM models, build out our domain models on it which are specific to MSP industry. So why is that it's important, right? I could, uh, we could use ChatGPT or OpenAI or BARD or any of the solutions right out of, uh, right out of the industry. Why do, uh, what is that ConnectWise doing differently? So what we have done differently is, those are more general pur purpose models. Whereas uh, what ConnectWise can bring into the mix is, we understand MSPs, we have worked with MSPs for many years. Uh, we have served them uh, and uh, they have been partners with us in this journey. So what we have done is we have taken the large language models, added our own models on that, our own logic on that to customize them and purpose and make them purpose built for MSPs. So now, uh, so that's from the technical side of it, right? Now what does it do for an MSP? Light, uh, if, if I'm a technician, let's say if I'm handling thousands of tickets a day. Now there's a pattern in those tickets in terms of the issues they might see, the problems they are trying to solve. In many cases, it's a repeat issue, like they have, you know, some person has already solved that, you know, a thousand times before. So what we try to do is we look at all the data and try to make them efficient. So which is when a ticket comes in, we can, we can recommend what should be the priority of the ticket. What team is better suited to solve it. Like MSP might have like 15 teams, a team specializing on network, SP team specializing on, let's say, uh, data. So when we look at the uh, ticket content, we say, you know what, probably the data team is best suited to solve this issue. Okay, uh, so this is, a, this is probably the best priority you need to have, right? So we can look at a sentiment and say, if the customer is happy, asking for information. So if the customer is unhappy, we can raise a priority. Saying that, you know what, customer is unhappy, we need to raise a priority because we want this to be taken care first. Okay, we can look at uh, uh, we can look at the ticket and also recommend a resolution like based on what they have done in the past. What is available in the industry? Say if you say that you know I'm getting a blue screen, you know uh, a blue screen of death on my laptop. So in many cases there's a prescribed uh, you can steps you can take to find out what that issue is. So we recommend that saying that these are things you should do first before you kind of go deep in right. So or we can also when an issue occurs you solve the issue resolve it. You only want to generate an RCA. Why did this happen? So, because you see that there are repetition issues occurring, you want to create a, you know, root cause analysis. Okay, we say, you know, you can ask AI, say that, generate a root cause analysis based on all that happened. So, it generates a root cause analysis. So, now you, now you have uh, solved the issue, now you want to add it to your documentation. Now, like this is how we solved it. Now, we can help you to kind of add that to your documentation. Right, so these are some things as a technician, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you could use. Now, what that would do is, uh, you almost have an assistant, you know, um, you know, MSP being the hero, you have an assistant now, who can uh, come in, and help you to faster resolution of uh, tickets. Similarly, if you are a, uh, a service manager, okay, uh, you know, uh, a manager who is responsible for running multiple projects, what really concerns you? You want to make sure all your projects are on time or on budget. Want to make sure that uh, I think uh, uh, um, you are focusing on right projects. Let's say if you are dealing with let's say thirty projects, um, instead of trying to focus everywhere, you you want to focus your time on the uh, projects which need most of your attention. So now what uh, uh, what we have done is uh, AI can tell you where to focus on. So it can tell you which projects out of your portfolio are running behind, which ones are running uh, have a you know uh, um, are running behind the schedule from a schedule perspective and from a budget perspective, which ones need your attention, which ones are going good, which ones have traditionally based on who is leading them. Uh, 
you have a pattern like some of your team members might do a great job some of the products are always in a problematic area it can give you all that insights so i can come in as a service manager and say that tell me a summary of my projects it can summarize and tell you where you should focus on and similarly i think it can help you for a marketing uh, if you're a marketing person if you're a sales person where you should focus on your sales opportunities um, you know um, if you are a you know uh, uh, a person who's trying to find resources let's say if you want a resource uh, who has certain skill set in like next three days ai can help you saying that who is best suited to solve that based on the past history so what we have done is we have looked at what msp has done in the past okay and then use that data to kind of better uh, uh better infer infer the uh, infer the information uh, infer the uh, you know uh, infer the i guess recommendation and uh, give it back to the uh, give it back to the msp irrespective of who the person is it could be owner and if you are an owner what do you want to know right you would want to know that what are the opportunities i have where should i focus my time you might have 100 opportunities but all of them are not equal you you might be making let's say you know 80% of your revenue from 10 opportunities but what are those 10 opportunities you need to focus on so those are the kind of the insights it will guide you so as you might have seen in the keynote already so we have around like 50 to 60 functions we have uh, uh, released on the on the uh, on the sidekick but this is just a start i think we have lot cooking in coming months so you will see that on a on a on a regular basis we would want to uh, uh, we are we are only looking at it but we want to release uh, uh, products in this space so that we can make uh, msp more efficient so the way we look at that is i think it should save a lot of time no matter who the person is So I think it's important to get at least some sense of the model, both the general model and what you've done to to train it. What can you tell me about the models that you're using and you know what's the what's the sort of general model that you built on as well as like what you've done to give it industry specific information sure absolutely absolutely so now we have uh, uh, in the in the case of uh, large language models most of our stuff has been based on uh, uh, microsoft azure ai okay. uh, open ai now that being said we are not necessarily saying that we are limited to that mm-hmm. as we see better uh, uh, better information better language uh, models from elsewhere our architecture uh, as you might have seen already in the you know uh, in the demos allows you to plug in those but uh, for now i think uh, that's our base language uh, models on that we have uh, built our own vector databases where we can train the data based on the msps you know uh, information what we have be it tickets be it their opportunities be it their orders so for a particular msp so we do have a boundary of an msp which is if you are an msp you cannot really use the information from any other msp so everything what you see is based on your own history your own activity what you have done now that acts as a basis for us to make decisions so that's kind of what uh, we have done uh, and uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, i would say uh, Uh, testing cycles like any other ai uh, you know um, you go to the training testing validation uh, cycles uh, and then uh, to make sure that the model is uh, uh, retrieving or uh, or model is kind of uh, uh, inferring the results in the way you expect it to it's not hallucinating so we did have to do a lot of that to kind of get to a uh, get to a model uh, where it is uh, performing uh, uh, for the needs huh? as always there's always a scope for improve accuracy more and more uh, it's never uh, like you know uh, it's perfect but uh, that aside it's a continuous journey and it's at a point where i think uh, we are very happy with the results what it's producing so far uh, but uh, you would see as as uh, as uh, um, um, as the 
industry has progressing more and more towards this now uh, so there was a gpt3 there was a gpt3.5 now this gpt4 it's going to keep progressing as that happens we are on it to kind of take advantage of any of the uh, newer mechanisms we have whether it's a single model or multi model and that trading uh, uh, trading the data providing more context providing more learnings and then uh, some of the things what uh, we would like to do is uh, take more and more feedback based on how we have done and then even incorporate them into the model and then make them make that uh, much more uh, better and efficient so but uh, i think uh, once once as uh, our customers start using it in this case our partner starts using it you would see that i think uh, uh, i think some of the some of the tasks will take much more lesser time than before implied in your answer is some of the decisions you've made about the boundaries for the for the models sure, right so sure. you've got to make decisions around what's mm -hmm. hallucination what's not mm -hmm. but implied in that is also some of the framework of decisions around ethics sure. around the boundaries ugly talk to me about your approach and what where you're thinking about frameworks and how you're applying that to your implementation absolutely absolutely as you have shown in the demos I think uh, uh, a responsible AI is very important for anyone who is building the AI models. So Connectwise has uh, uh, released a responsible AI statement earlier in the year. Okay, everything what we are doing, uh, we are uh, we are abiding by that. We have a AI committee internally uh, inside of Connectwise, and uh, that AI committee reviews every uh, every model we built and every application we built to make sure that I think we have considered all aspects of uh, the AI. Uh, our AI committee includes uh, our info security, our legal department, our marketing department, uh, obviously our product department, engineering department. So pretty much it has like a wide breadth. So now, so that kind of allows more uh, uh, more checks and balances, lack of a better term. Okay. And so those are the from uh, a process and a policies perspective. And the architecture layer in the code, or on the our architecture and design, we built a trust wrapper. That's what what we started calling it internally. So the trust wrapper, you can call it as a governance layer. It is responsible for certain aspects like transparency, privacy, compliance, data security, data lineage, data segregation. Uh, so there are different aspects of it. Now each of those aspects, some of them are more uh, like a practices we follow through code review. Some of them are hard boundaries set in the architecture that there's no way for you to kind of get any other, let's say, partner's data, for example. Those are hard boundaries set through databases, like saying that if a partner, for no matter what, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a partner's A data cannot, uh, you know, uh, cannot be kind of seen by partner B. We have a, you know, uh, we almost have a, you know, hard boundaries in the data layer uh, for that. So we do have that. Um, and obviously, in our, in our APIs, we do have that hard boundaries based on the access tokens we use. That access token is only valid for that particular partner. So that way, we assure that the data cannot be used. In case of things like transparency, it's like uh, it's it's more goes to with our communication saying that what we have used, what models we have used, how we have used it, uh, what kind of data we have used. Uh, so, uh, so all of that is kind of put in a schema registry so that we can publish to any of our uh, customers who would like to see uh, how we have done it. Okay, uh, and similarly on compliance and security, we follow our uh, you know uh, our security uh, our security team has done a great job in terms of coming up with how to kind of uh, uh, making sure that our AI models are secure. So they do things like penetration testing, they do uh, a variety of things like threat models to see. Uh, uh, whether if there's a risk so we have run through all that uh, to make sure uh, anything we produce uh, uh, is compliant with our uh, AI responsible use statement but that is this is a space where we are going to see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, i would say automation in next few years because this is uh, right now i think anything of that is little bit uh, manual and little bit much more uh, much more uh, rigorous okay the rigor is required but you are going to see a lot more automation a lot more platforms coming in to make this easier and this becomes the baseline for anyone who is doing the AI models in the industry 
So I think the, the sort of last question there is, is what, as you've spent all this time thinking about those frameworks, thinking about the governance, thinking about the ethics of that, what's the bit that your customers, the MSPs themselves, need to think about themselves in order to fill in the rest? Because obviously they're, impl they're using it, they're doing it. There's some open questions. What are the ones that you, that you think they need to be addressing to be effective here? Yeah, I think, uh, so first thing is uh, when, when, uh, when we bring in a change, or when the industry goes through a change, there's always a concern. And concerns are valid in, in many cases, and there's a two sides of the coin, where in some cases I think uh, you have the, you can say the trailblazers who are like jumping on the new things, latest and greatest. At the same time, there are, uh, you, we do have, uh, you know, customers who are more conservative, rightfully so, uh, to make sure that I think we are doing the right thing. So the things I think uh, which are uh, very important, which are very important is uh, in case of uh, connectwise AI, we have made sure that any of the data, what we use is not going to be used, any, any data for MSP is not going to be used uh, uh, to train any public models. So that's very important, right? So now, so uh, uh, so if a customers, uh, in my case, uh, MSPs, if they are using AI, so they need to understand the boundaries of that, whether the data, what they are putting in is going to be trained in a public model, because we had incidents where, in some cases, uh, data going to chat GPT, uh, questions asked in chat GPT were actually used for training. So we have made sure that that doesn't happen. So, uh, so one of the reasons why we have used uh, Azure Open AI is that, Enterprise Azure Open AI is that the data what we use there is not going to be used for public models, right? So, and internally on that the domain models what we are building, I think they need to. Uh, I think our customers need to understand based on where they are using it or whom they are using it from, how they have kind of uh, put those boundaries, mainly from data protection perspective, okay? And coming for their own teams, they need to look at. Uh, they need to look at uh, what kind of information goes in each of those uh, entities, uh, who has access to those entities, okay? Now, because uh, 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 and that would that would kind of help make sure that their employees are getting access to the right information, and not necessarily uh, uh, not necessarily uh, working around working around the boundaries. Okay, uh, so those are those are from a protection perspective. But the things what they need to think from is they need to look at everything they do today, and question saying that can they make it efficient? Can they automate it? So uh, in I think you uh, it might be surprising to see that in many cases the answer would be yes. Okay. So it's not, in some cases, it might not just be AI. It might be use of AI plus RPA plus workflow, as an example, to automate something, which is AI can infer something. Based on that, you can use RPA and workflow to automate that task. So even in the AI as an, ind as an industry, a lot, uh, lot of the industry right now is using AI for the most part to understand the data. So you can call that as a, a descriptive side of the AI, which is you're trying to just understand what's going on, uh, you know, how are my projects looking, things like that. And uh, the next step of the journey would be predictive, which is, it looks at your data and say that, you know what, uh, based on your history, these projects will always go wrong. Even though they have not gone wrong yet, it is predicting that they might go wrong. They might say that, okay, based on this trend, you might get 300 tickets today, because every Wednesday I see that you always get more tickets. So it predicts uh, what, uh, you know, what the outcome would be so that you can plan it better. That's the second phase, and then there's a third phase, which is a prescriptive, which is, it says, you know what, uh, you're gonna get more tickets today, which means I'm gonna get few more folks assigned to this projects. So AI makes a decision, comes to you for an approval. Or it, or same way, like you, you look at invoices. For example, in descriptive phase, you say that, you know what, uh, these are five customers who are never paying the bills, okay, never paying the, you know, uh, the payments. In predictive, it might say that, you know what, these customers might not pay. They're fine, but they might not pay, it's predicting. In prescriptive, it might say that, you know what, or oh, in this case, if a customer is not paying, we have a good relationship with the customer. You know what? We give you a 10% discount on the invoice, and you and it comes to you and say that you want to approve it. 
so i think there's a phases of it so what i would say is i think msp should take a step at a time first you know um, i mean uh, the journey it's it's a journey first they need to take a step at a time where they kind of use ai first to infer understand it understand their patterns understand their workflows understand how it can help and move to the predictive and to the prescriptive and at each stage they're going to see exponential gains in productivity well there's the roadmap laid out thanks for joining me this has been great conversation thank you dave for having me waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our us based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The Business of Tech is written by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. This episode was edited and produced by Picture This Video. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow and subscribe. It's the free and easy way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash MSP radio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Thanks for listening today, and I will talk to you again on the next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.